Okay, first things first. Tonight, <coughs> I really got to pray. I'm tired and I'm stressed. Um, so, yeah. Guys, pray with me. Um, I need help. I need God's help. If I say something that you think is a good thing to ask, then just say, yeah, what he said to God. God, um, beat. This is, I kind of, this feels like home base. I want to, I want to get this out. I want to get this out and then I want, I want to take a break. Um, but I want this to be good. I think you've given me something from my friends and I want you to love it. I want you to be pleased with this. I think it's something, I think it's really interesting to me. And I think, I think everybody could benefit from this. So yeah, first things first, be pleased with this. Next, yeah, make us smarter, make us less dumb than we were before this. If I say something stupid, you know, just, you know, take care of that, erase it in our brains or whatever, whatever it is that you do. And then last, yeah, if you see to those first two things, let, let's have a good time. Um, give me the energy I need, give me the insight I need, and we love you. We love you a lot. Amen. All right, so we're at Scum of the Earth Church. That's where we are. That's where we are. Um, and at Scum, aesthetics matter. Aesthetics are stuff involved with the five senses, you know? You know, the way things look matter to us. And the way things smell matter to us. And the way things sound matter to us. Aesthetics are a big deal. I mean, look around. This building is cool. We didn't do all of this. We did a lot of it, though. It's interesting. I like looking around this place. I like being in this place. In uh, in Montana, uh, I lived I lived there ten years, and one of my buddies is here from it's Micah. Uh, he he and I were uh, managers at the at the board shop there. But anyways, I went to this church there, and it was good. There was really good people there. There was really cool people, but aesthetics they don't care about aesthetics. I have another friend there, Nick. Um, he still goes to that church, and he loves art. He, and he particularly loves like classical art. Like he really got s- stuck in in uh, in classical uh, and Renaissance art, and he loves cathedrals and that. And that's something, man. Like they used to do churches good, you know. I mean, these flying buttresses and crap like that. You know, it's just like these things that like subconsciously drew your eyes upward, and it pushed you to look up towards God. And there's beautiful, subtle things. I'll do questions later. Beautiful, subtle things. And then there's just overt, intricate, beautiful, like, stained glass as well. I mean, people cared what churches looked like. And then (laughs) this church in Montana where my buddy Nick goes, it's just a turd (laughs) it's big what he calls it is the monument to beige it's not it's not interesting and i think it's selling the creativity of god short so yes aesthetics matter so we're going to talk about colors my favorite colors i'm the one with the microphone so we get to talk about my favorite colors black i like black here are my favorite colors I like black, and I like white, and I like red. Because you can't mess with these colors. I might be overthinking this a little bit, but they're definite. If you do anything to black, it ain't black anymore. Light black, 
is gray, all right? People make up off-white and crap like that. It's not white. And red, red is the color, red is the one bright color, the pretty color, that if you mess with it, it doesn't count. I like that. They're definite. It's like, that's red. I know that's red. That's black. That's white. And the colors that I don't like are those. What are those? Those aren't colors. No, they're not. They're not colors. I mean, gray? I mean, yes, they're technically colors. Gray and then dark mustard. Mojave dust. That's the one I, that's what I like to call the one on the right. Those aren't colors. Those are lame. And since I'm the one with the microphone, if you like those colors, I'm better than you. That is what I get to say tonight. My colors are better than yours. Um, and in point of fact, actually, what I'm getting to tonight in the, in the scripture that we're looking at, Jesus would probably side with you if you like those crappy colors. <laughs> God appreciates in- intricacies and ambiguities and hard to describeness. I just made up that last word. And I love that about him. I want things to be clean cut. I want to know how to deal with stuff. And Jesus, well, Jesus deals with stuff a hell of a lot better than, than any of us do. And so he deals with ambiguities and weirdness and Mojave dust on the right there. <laughs> so with, without further ado, let's, uh, let's read the scripture that we have tonight. We've been in Luke, in the teens of Luke, which are so awesome because Jesus just says such weird stuff. But, 17, verse 1, Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Man, it's going to be hard to call one of those people your brother or sister, right? Seven times a day. Brutal. Verse 5. Apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted it in the sea. And it will obey you. Okay. Thanks for that, Jesus. Moving on. Uh, Verse 7. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we're unworthy servants. We've only done our duty. So yeah, I have Mike, 
our beloved pastor to thank for this passage. He made me do this one. Thanks. Thanks for that. Dude, my last passage, what, four weeks ago? That one didn't really have a lot of grace to it. Remember what it was? It was like, hate your family and then love me. It's like, oh, well, that's not nice. Jesus is supposed to be nice, right? Jesus equals nice. We didn't get that last. Yeah, I know, false, right? I know. But that's what we want to think. You know, Jesus is nice. He pets us. (laughs) We didn't get that last time I preached. I didn't get that. And man, this one, no, we don't either. It's not, it's not grace. It's not mercy. He's just telling us to toe the line. <laughs> At least last time, I had weird stuff to talk about. Right? Last time, it was weird. It's like, hate, hate mom, hate dad, hate spouse, hate my life. Now we just kind of get regular Christian stuff. Right? This is kind of what, this is just, just kind of regular Christian stuff. It's not as interesting. Let's go through it a little bit, though. I mean, that's my, it's my job. I'm supposed to teach scripture to you guys, all right? So listen up. Here's the thing we got. There's, there's, there's kind of these four commands, basically four commands in here. There's each couple verses each. First one, don't help people sin, right? It kind of sums it up. There's people, you know... The, the, We've kind of gone through different stages of life, right? Some people have been delivered from gnarly stuff. And then there's some people that haven't. Some people get there and they're like, oh, dude, I've been delivered. I used to be addicted to ice cream. (laughs) Dude, there was a long time ago, Ben, Ben Mercer had a sermon where he said ice cream was a sin for him and somebody flipped out on him. It's like, I can't believe it's come to the earth. Church thinks that ice cream is a sin. No, no. Anyways, I digress. But say somebody's been delivered from the addiction to ice cream. It's like, dude, I can have a bowl of ice cream and not, not go crazy. I can, I can quit after a scoop now. But dude, they might, I mean, and then that's Jimmy and Johnny might still be addicted to ice cream. And dude, if Jimmy is like scooping it out around Johnny and then Johnny goes nuts, Jesus says that is really not okay. Because you scoop some ice cream around Johnny, I wish you'd drown in the river. Literally, that's what Jesus says. Kind of harsh. Don't help people sin. Moving on. Number th- the second thing. Forgive people. A lot. As often as people sin against you and repent, you go, oh, all right, dude, I forgive you. It's a Christian thing. Jesus did it first. Forgive us. <sighs> we had to do that. One thing in this one, and this is the one that, this is actually the part that I think you'll hate more, is step one, rebuke them. If they sin against you, you got to point it out. How many of us like doing that? <gasps> Dude, how fun is that? It sucks, man. I mean, especially, oh, it's just so much easier to do the tolerance thing, you know? Just overlook it. It's all cool. It's all cool. 
But dude, that's not helping people. It's not loving people. There's actually, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. I'm not going to go there yet. Okay, so the next thing. This, this, this one is the weirdest one, if you ask me. I think people, I think the, the guys, uh, the his, uh, Jesus' disciples are overwhelmed. They're kind of like, ah, seven times a day, man. Oh, okay, Jesus, just increase my faith, and I think that will make it a little bit easier. <laughs> it's like, Okay. And then Jesus answers this way, which is just bizarre. <laughs> if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. <laughs> what? Why? Why does Jesus say that? It's like, okay, well, okay, Jesus, but why would I want to do that? <laughs> the mulberry tree is fine right there. I mean, it's like... This is this is a stab. I will admit this is a stab at what Jesus is talking about here, okay? It's just I, I think the apostles are thinking, oh, it's math. This is totally math. Faith is numbers. And so let, I need more. I had a I had a two or three, Jesus, make me a three or a four, and I'm thinking I think I can handle this stuff. And I think Jesus is like, nah, it's it's not numbers. Faith is faith is purple. Like what? Wait, what? Again, like I said, I told you it's a stab, but I don't think I think Jesus' point here is it's not an amount of faith. It's quality. It's a quality thing. It's a, it's not math. It's philosophy. You either have it or you don't. And what is the faith that we have? Well. At this church, we believe that God had this son, and it's Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. We say that. We believe that. We have faith in that. And that he died. And that he came back. That's the best part. Totally. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's so... It's, the faith thing is, is, is everything to us. And it's the weirdest thing to us. I mean, what is it? It's belief in something you can't prove. It's hard, man. It, but it's the best part of it. It's the jumping off the cliff part. Well, let's move on a little bit to, to the last part, which I think is the weird one. Perfection is nominal. That's how I summed up this one. All right? It's kind of a jumping to conclusions real quick, but I'll walk you through it. And I think at Scum, this is the one that we're going to hate most. The rebuke thing was rough. Perfection is nominal. <laughs> yeah. Suppose one of you has a servant, and he's working all day. You bring him in. He's like, are you supposed to, you know, let him get a snack? Jesus kind of rhetorically says, go to, the, go, to, go to the verses. Rhetorically says, no, you don't do that. Wouldn't you rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink? <laughs> Ow, man. Master kind of, kind of sucks in this passage. No, no, no. I know you've been working hard all day. 
But no, you need to feed the pencil pusher, all right? I'm hungry. And that's just what's expected of them. Guys, I mean, remember the sermon, the other, the, the other sermon that I had where, where the master actually comes in after the servants have been waiting and doing what they're supposed to do, waiting to, to, to wait on the master, and the master comes in and the master serves them? That is the exact opposite of what Jesus says right here. Contradiction in Scripture. <gasps> Dude, I, I, I mean, I know I, I have lots of friends. We all have lots of friends, right? We're so popular. But, you know, people, oh, there's too many contradictions in, in, in Christianity for me to work, at, work with that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> there totally is. And people think that, like, I'm supposed to push, push back. It's like, no, it all makes perfect sense. I'm like, no. It doesn't make sense. These contradictions are crazy. You're right. But that is almost what qualifies it more. It's beautiful. Gosh, we're humans, for crap's sake. We are walking contradictions. We contradict ourselves multiple times in a day. And so God, in dealing with us, he's good. He's good with contradictions. I was like, you guys are weird. More, I mean, no, 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 go back, go back, go back. Yep, no, no, seven. Yeah, there we go. Um, so the end is like, yeah, so when you've done everything that you were told to do, you've just done okay. Guys, are we overwhelmed? Do you know what you were told to do? This book is thick. If I could do like a page in a year, right? <laughs> I'd be proud of myself. There's a whole book, a gigantic, it's not a little book. It's a big book of stuff that we're supposed to do. And if we can do all that, God's saying, nah, you towed the line. That was, that, that's our, that's, that was okay. Oh, man, that's what Jesus is saying here. Perfection is nominal. Scum, man, we we get we dislike perfection, except for except for my daughter. My daughter really likes perfection. Be perfect around her. <laughs> we like imperfections. Imperfections are interesting to us. God bless the freaks, man. We love that, but at the same time, God is calling us to be perfect here. We always like to point our fingers at the perfect churches and say, ah, they're so perfect. But they've got some things figured out that we don't. All right, guys, so that's my sermon, right? <laughs> Woo Dude, I could be done. I could be done with this sermon right now, you know? We went through the scripture. We got some stuff. There's stuff for you to do. And it's not easy. Maybe I can be a little bit more motivational about it. Maybe that's what I should do. 
But this week, man, you know, I looked at these these things, and they seem so disconnected. I was like, what is going on? I mean, I read some commentaries, too, and they're like, I think Luke just remembered a few things that Jesus said, kind of scrunched them in the middle of his book, and said, yeah, yeah, these are cool, too. <laughs> There's some commentators, some smart Bible guys that think that's what happened. <laughs> and I can understand why. But as I... I think that's a cop-out, man. I think there's something, I I thought there's something here, and there is something here. I'm getting to it. You can feel it, right? This is good. I have to believe that these are here on purpose and that Jesus said these for a reason. And it was, yes, amen to that. It was, it was wicked, but trying to figure out how do, how do these connect? It was weird, man. But then at staff meeting, Dave opens his mouth. <laughs> did, did, we got sick of Dave. And <laughs> we got sick of Dave, and so we sent him on sabbatical for three months. <laughs> and, and yeah, Dave, Dave figured some stuff out. Fair warning, he figured some stuff out. And uh, dude, he is very chatty right now. <laughs> So careful with that, all right? <laughs> but uh, Redu's telling some stuff. And, and there's this concept that, that, frankly, I mean, Mike's got a version of it, and, and my wife and I have, have functioned out of this forever, and, and Nathan functions out of this. But, dude, man, Dave nailed it on the head. He just put it so succinctly. It's this concept. Uh, did, did, have you titled it? Okay, I'm titling it, okay? It's called... The grayscale. <laughs> it's not actually that sexy of a title, but it's this concept. Okay, now put, put up this grayscale. Yeah. Where over on the left, there's like super dark, dark, dark black, perfect black. Not light black, black. Not on the other side, it's not off white, it's white. And then gray in the middle. Black turning into white. And this concept is that we all start out in this dark. We don't get it. Stumbling around, the world doesn't make sense. And, I mean, sorry, I'm sure you guys get sick of this, but, I mean, my worldview is just so informed by punk rockism. It's, punk, punk rock is just seeing what's wrong with the world and say, stating it. And that's very black. That's, that's like... This place is messed up. I mean, who walks down 16th Street and says, this all makes sense? (laughs) Or watch the news and you're like, yeah, I see what's going on here. This is all working together. Right? It's messed up. As soon as you walk out these doors, you guys are messed up too. (laughs) This place is a mess, right? And it doesn't make sense. I mean, 16th Street, you got, you know, crackhead and Nike Town staring you in the face. You're like, I don't get it. It's it's rough, but we we find. But then Jesus happens. It's just it's just a sliver. You know, we hear it there, here, here. And oftentimes it's bad, the Christian thing. 
Oftentimes, the Christian church is the crap on the news. That you're like, what's going on? But man, almost everybody, well, I can't think of anybody who doesn't say, it's like, ah, yeah, that's the church, man. Jesus, yeah, he had some things to say. It's just his freaking followers that I can't deal with. I feel you. But in there is some sliver of truth. It's like a rock that gets in our chew. Except for it's the converse because, or Pumas, if you're Dave. See what I did there? <laughs> but it's the converse because the, the rock in your shoe is actually the only thing that, oh, he wore Vans today. Anyways. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, the, it's, it's the opposite because the rock in your shoe is actually the only thing comfortable in your shoe. Instead of the rock being like the most awful thing in your otherwise perfect, comfortable shoes. It's like this sliver of truth that like you, you start to get. You're like, oh, that makes a little bit of sense. And so we move on this scale. We keep on talking to God, asking God to reveal himself. It's like, okay, God, I don't get it. I don't know how to pray, but, you know, show me you're there. Give me a little hint of what the crap you're doing here. And we keep on getting further towards the light. Now, I, I foresee this, this illustration getting used further and further and more and more in sermons. But tonight, yeah, I got some things to say about it. There's, uh, there's definitely churches that do the white much better, right? Or beige. Let's say it's beige. <laughs> they do beige much better than we do. But the gospel to them, the power of the gospel is you don't drink, you don't smoke, and you don't hang out with those who do. Right? Ugh. Boring. Again, it's that perfection thing that we get over. It's, right. It's that ivory tower. We just get like, ugh, no. Dave said something about, like, if you get white enough, I think you get a Mercedes. <laughs> I don't know what the details of that are, but so talk to Dave. I don't know. Everybody at the white churches get Mercedes. I hadn't I didn't heard about that. Mercedes aren't that great. But <clears throat> before Jesus, just a little theological background here before jesus to get in the club so to speak to get god's favor you had to be the right race you're jewish or you weren't jewish you were god's chosen people or you weren't it was very black or white you're in or you're out frankly i don't know man that's a disagreement i have with god it's like oh, that's not the way i would have done it so far he's been right in all of our arguments though we're not done with this one. He got, he got better. He got better. And, and Jesus ushered it in. Jesus got it cool. Jesus made it good. He opened the door for everybody. You like God? Come hang out. Let's do it. But he made it messier. Jesus knew this gray stuff was coming. 
this gray stuff where things aren't as clear. It's, and, and I think this is what Jesus was thinking about when he brought these four things up. Can you imagine what he was thinking about? I mean, it's like, okay, before it was you were in or you're out. Now people are going to have this journey. They're going to be discovering me from all sorts of walks of life. I mean, because so many of us that have done it, that have gotten to the Jesus thing, some of us, it's like you could tell me the minute that it happened. Some of us, it takes years. It's different for all of us. And there's these different expressions of our faith. And there's different maturities in our faith. You guys know, um, you know, I, I always do that slide at the end of my sermons where the, with uh, the, uh, what do I call them? Inspiring works. You know, like, uh, you know, books I've read or music I've listened to, whatever, that, that has informed my points or, or enforced my points both positively or negatively because I'm a geek. I just, I'm super into bad religion and there's always, there's almost always a bad religion song up there today. It's a, it's a whole album. Sorry. Gray race is just so good. Like how oh, the lyricist Greg Graffin, he's just getting his poetic legs under him and he sees the grayness and the contradictions and the mess of the human condition. I highly recommend it. You got to hear it. There's good songs too. It's fun to listen to, but it's so hopeless in his case. It's like, ah, we're all turning inward and we're suffering and all our lives are so parallel and we'll never meet. That grayness can be rough. Heck it's the blackness. It's darkness. It's like, where do you go? There's no hope guys. The hope is coming. The hope is Jesus, and it's getting lighter for us. That's the hope we get to have. Now, guys, I don't think we're a white church. <laughs> I think we're a great church. I think scum of the earth has been and will continue to be and is just made to be a church in the gray area. We can deal with some weird stuff. You guys are weird. And we can, we can deal. It's, it's the, the, we, we, all the staff took this personality thing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It was like, oh, yeah, Jimmy's a freak for this, and Susie is a weirdo because of this. But there's one thing that we all had in common, that all the staff had in common, and that's that we all can deal with ambiguity. <laughs> it's like, huh, does that say something about us? And right at the time, we're like, I don't know. But now that I've done this sermon and God has enlightened me, now we know why. <laughs> we're good with ambiguity, even though, yes, I like black, and yes, I like white. I can deal with some gray. Man. So many of us have had this weird journey with church, right? 
we've had messy stuff. Bad experiences with church, Christian parents, Christian friends, weird college experiences, blah, blah, blah. But we know there's something to it. Yes, we've seen the nasty, dark underbelly of the Christian machine. But dang it, there's some, there's some truth there that I can't deny. Man, Scum's a good place to work that out. This works out with, with, with other things I've been talking about. My sermon last month. Guys, we're leaning. We're leaning towards Jesus. That is what we do. So all the time, we're going white. We're heading in the white direction. That is what we're going to do. That's the direction. That's what we do. But we're going to deal with some gray. We're going to go back into the gray a little bit and say, hey, 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 no, no, no. We'll open the door. Here, no, 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 figure that out. Look at this, look at this. I think this is what is scratching at your brain. It also makes sense. This is all my sermons because my, all my sermons are awesome. But do you guys remember what is the definition of the kingdom of God? Somebody's got to know this by now for crap's sake. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think you all kind of got there. All right, it's, it's, it's an alternate but coexisting reality where God and his righteousness are king. Man, because Jesus and Luke, he won't shut up about it, man. He's always talking about the kingdom of God. And that's this, it's the white part that we're always getting closer to. And it's like, oh, it's right there, man. It's right there. It's so close. And we're, uh, I think I get it more today than I did yesterday. But, it's, but it is an alternate existing, uh, it's an alternate reality. It's different from the 16th Street Mall. We're so stuck here in this physical world that's a mess. And trying to get to the kingdom of God where things are cool. So that's that, that illustration. And so those, I kind of, did I get off track here a little bit? No, I don't think I did. I think it fits. Go back to the stuff, to, to, my, to my points. Jesus saw, okay, guys, you're getting to this gray stuff, and it's weird, and it's going to be awkward. There's going to be people that are immature, and there's going to be people that are mature. There's going to be people that that express their faith this way, and there's some that express their faith that way. Whew, you guys are going to need to forgive each other. Right? I mean, because, like, at Scum, gosh, may it never be said that Scum is a good place to hold a grudge. Because we want to. I want to. I want to point at the ivory tower, ivory tower Mercedes churches and say, oh, stop it. Come back in the gray. It's people that need your freaking help. But that's a grudge. Honestly, those people have got some good things going. Let him do it, all right? And guys, 
don't help people sin. Right? Different maturities, different things going on, different walks of life. The faith thing is a little weird. Honestly, I can't wedge that one in very well. (laughs) Not cleanly. I could make something up. I could make something up. My degree is in marketing. I could make you believe. (laughs) But I'm not going to because I'm nice. Because I'm a little less black than I used to be. (laughs) There are some very dark people in marketing. Micah knows. And then perfection is nominal. Guys, we are heading white. We're going to push you. This church will push you towards the white. To be a little less of a dumbass today than you were yesterday. Guys, this is something that I think scum has done so well. I think it's something that we can keep doing. Jesus is saying, this is how you do it. These are some tools. Bear with each other, man. People are going to be bummers sometimes. People are going to be discouraging sometimes. Forgive them. Show them how to do it. If they they mess up a little bit, point it out. Cast a vision for the whiteness, for the beauty, for the goodness of making this world better. I'm so proud of you guys. We have done this. I think we'll keep doing this. This week, try it. Gosh, there's something here that you can do. How how many times this last week did you rebuke somebody? (laughs) Try it this week. If somebody sins against you, point it out. There's a couple, there's, there's easy ways to do it. My favorite line is, and you can use this, it's not copyrighted. <laughs> hey, man, that's not cool. I think it's five words. Five words, that, and I use it a lot. Hey, man, that's not cool. It is effective. It's not harsh, but at the same time, it lets somebody know, don't do that, okay? Forgive people. Try for some perfection. Make some good decisions. I think you guys can do this. I've seen you do it well, and I want you to keep on doing it. I love you guys. Thanks for listening.